0: to The Bossy Type, your unconventional how-to for building a bold business or personal brand through the power of words, and sometimes other creative stuff. I'm Elise, director and head writer of Bossy Copywriting, home of bold clients, funny writers, and the occasional swear word. Every Tuesday, I'll be sharing my bite-sized wisdom, quizzing creative experts, and chatting with the brands you wish you were. So make a f***ing margarita and join me for The Bossy Type where we make words and brands our bitch. Before we get started, a quick PSA. Head to bossycreative.com to download my very free, very juicy guide to building a bold brand. It's packed with loads of tips from Bossy's favorite creative experts and covers everything from copywriting to graphic design to social media to marketing to everything else. Okay, hit subscribe now because we all know you're going to forget. And let's get started. Welcome to episode 31 of The Bossy Tite. Okay, real talk. February was not a great month for me. <laughs> I had a bunch of things happen in my personal life, nothing too serious, just a string of bad luck. And on top of that, I felt like I was in a big fat rut with work. I didn't feel very motivated. I had a few fires to put out. I was constantly chasing my tail and I didn't feel particularly inspired. It was kind of the perfect storm though because I found that what I was dealing with in my personal life and what I was dealing with in my work life collided, putting me in a bad mood for the entire month. (laughs) Normally, I'm a really positive driven person, but I noticed that the more speed bumps I hit throughout the month of February, the more I got irritated. Obviously, what we think affects how we act and feel If you're not familiar with cognitive behavioral therapy, this is something that I've learned about and it's so interesting. So Google the cognitive triangle. Basically, it's a diagram that suggests that everything comes from your thoughts. So your thoughts will influence your feelings and then your feelings will influence your behaviors and then your behaviors are obviously validating your thoughts. So it's kind of like a vicious cycle. So when you think about when you've had a really rough day, you'll be running late for work, As soon as you're running late for work, then you spill coffee on your top, then you get every red light on the way to work because you just think, why me? Why is this happening to me? Of course this is happening to me and then more terrible things happen. So you might also be familiar with the phrase, like attracts like, which is basically you're attracting what you're manifesting whether you realize it or not. So just by being in that negative space, you're attracting more negative things to happen to you throughout the day. However you look at it, I feel like I was trapped in this cycle where something annoying would happen. I'd say, of course, this is happening to me right now. I'd get frustrated for a while and then like clockwork, something else annoying would happen. (laughs) I'm not telling you this because I want to rant, although I have to say it does feel pretty good. And I'm definitely not telling you this because I want your sympathy, because like I said, this was nothing to warrant sympathy, But I am telling you this to prove that every single person goes through these patches in business and in life. I know how it can be looking at a person or a business who is doing all the things. They're starting a podcast. They have an online course. They have an epic Instagram feed. They have a sellout business. Oh, Now they're on Clubhouse and you wonder how on earth they do it all. And I realized that Some people might look at bossy and think that it's always rosy, and I know this because I get messages from you guys about it, but I'm here to tell you it's not always rosy in any business or in anyone's life, particularly if they are running a business, because it's hard and it's stressful. I guess in other words, what I'm trying to say is, shit happens occasionally, But over time, I have learned it's less about what is happening to you and more about how you react to the situations and how you get yourself back on track, which is what I'm trying to do right now, (laughs) although I am already feeling better now that February is behind me. No matter what you're struggling with, at the end of the day, it is all about mindset. So I'm going to share with you some of the triggers that pop up for me from time to time and exactly how I deal with them. So the first one, which is probably the biggest one for me is the comparison trap. My old friend, the comparison trap. I do compare myself and I know that a lot of other business owners do too. For me, it is not so much about looking at people on Instagram on holiday or doing all these amazing things in their personal life, for me, I tend to compare myself when it comes to business. I look at all those things that they're doing, which I mentioned before. They somehow fit in clubhouse rooms three times a week. Now they're bringing out a book, they have a podcast, they have so many clients and customers, and I just don't understand how they do it all. So for me, the biggest things that have helped is number one, taking a social media break. If you're anything like me, you see Instagram as a really powerful tool, but it's also a major time suck. I find myself just picking my phone up off my desk without even realizing, and I start scrolling Instagram and I have no idea how I got there. (laughs) So I think for me, Social media, I have a bit of a love hate relationship. If I notice that I am starting to compare myself to what other people are doing in business, or I'm starting to feel like I'm falling behind, I just try and take a week off. It's really, really hard to overcome that mindset block because you feel like you want to take a week off social media, or two weeks, or a month of social media, but you know that you need to be producing content to help your engagement. So I know it can be really hard, but A week goes by so quickly and it is so worth it. I find that as soon as I take a week off social media, I get instant results in terms of how I'm feeling and how I'm acting. So yeah, I think if you are struggling with the comparison trap, the first thing to do is just take a break. Don't worry about anything else. Just log out of your Instagram and take a week off. If that's too much, Try to stay in your business account. Like for me, I have a personal account and my business account, but the people that I'm following on my business account are mainly just other brands and people that inspire me. So I don't feel so terrible scrolling through my feed on my business account as I sometimes do scrolling through my personal feed account. You can also consider doing a cull, so getting rid of any accounts that don't make you feel good and just following those that inspire you and make you feel like you're doing a good job or at least limit your intake of content. So if you're someone that is scrolling Instagram a lot or always online or consuming a lot of podcasts and doing this and doing that, try to limit your intake of content for a couple of weeks and just focus on what you're working on. Stay in your lane and don't think about anything else or anyone else. Number two is cash problems. So whether you are just starting out and you have zero clients or you're growing too fast for your own good, cash can be a huge stressor in business, especially if you have people and bills to pay or mouths to feed a home, which I'm pretty sure we all do. It can be really, really stressful, even if you do have money in the bank. If you're like me, you might not know when your next project is coming. Or if you have lots of retainer clients, you might struggle with them not paying their invoices on time. So even if you do have a successful business, it doesn't mean that your cash flow is always perfect. And on the other end of the scale, if you are just starting out and you don't really have anyone to be paying invoices yet, Cash is something that can keep you up at night. So my biggest tips here are number one, don't avoid it, which is my specialty. (laughs) I like to put my head in the sand and hopefully it just goes away soon, but spoiler alert, it doesn't. So you've really got to spend some time educating yourself, whether that is DIYing or locking in a session with an expert. And I would also suggest blocking out some time to strategize. So, I've always been pretty good until this point in terms of just coasting through, but I realized that by me not investing enough time into the finance side of my business, I'm kind of putting myself at a disadvantage. If I did spend some time educating myself, strategizing, and planning out my cash flow, I could be in an even better position. So, if that's you, Make sure you put it in your diary, commit to it and then make a note in your diary to check in every week or so to get familiar with your numbers and strategize and plan out where you want to be and how you're going to get there. The third one is the big old motivation slump. So these are a killer for me, but I think I can kind of easily find where they come from. So for me, it's a sign that you're not feeling particularly inspired or excited about what you're working on. So take a step back and think, how can you change this? Think about what do you enjoy doing? It's not always about the high ticket items or hey you can make the most money. What do you actually feel most happy working on? Aside from your actual projects, I think that your routine can have a massive impact on this. So I find if I'm not getting up and exercising, if I tend to start sleeping in a little too long for a couple of days here and there, I notice my motivation starts to slump. Also, if I'm getting a little bit too much play and not enough work or rest, then my motivation slumps as well. So you really have to figure out the cause. Why are you feeling like this? Is it something to do with your work and you're just simply not excited about your current projects? Or is it something completely different? So for me, if it's a personal reason, I need to kick my own ass. I have to make sure that I get out of bed at, a same, at the same time every day. I have to exercise in the morning. Within three days, I instantly feel better. Another thing for me is working from home. I feel so unmotivated. So I find that I have to get out of the house, whether that means going to an office or whether that means going to a cafe or whether that means going to a park with my laptop. So getting out of the house is a huge one for me. I think creating a little bit more structure in your day or week. For example, if you really love working on social content, then commit to that and put it into your weekly plan so you have something to look forward to. If you enjoy taking your laptop to a cafe and doing some work over a coffee, then put that in your diary for one day a week. It's all about figuring out the things, whether it's work or personal that make you feel happy and inserting them into your week and sticking to it. Number four, quiet periods. So if you are going through a quiet patch, as we all do, and you just have no clients or customers on the horizon, this can be a huge weight on your shoulders, especially because You don't know if or when it will end. So in the case of me, copywriting is such a project-based industry. So I have times when I'm really busy and then I have times when there's crickets. (laughs) So I need to really think about how to use that quiet time. I find if I just kind of wallow and get stressed, then obviously like attracts like and I attract more of that into my business. But if I really focus on my mindset and switch into fight mode, then I can start making a plan. And even if it doesn't lock in clients straight away, I instantly feel better knowing I'm doing something about it. So one of the first things I do is pitching. So I have a spreadsheet that has all of my dream clients. I'll brainstorm more dream clients and then I'll start figuring out some angles that I could approach them with and then I will cold email them. So whether I give them a personalized pitch with a sample of what I could do for them or if it's just a really well-written pitch email, at least I've got a bit of a plan. I can start working through that spreadsheet, start reaching out to those people, start building relationships and even if it's not right now, they might come back in the future. There's also just something mentally rewarding about doing it because, yeah, like I said, you actually feel like you're taking matters into your own hands and doing something about it. Another thing is working on your marketing strategies. So what are your marketing strategies right now? Are you not really putting any time or effort into your marketing? And maybe that's why the clients or customers have kind of plateaued. If that's the case, focus on your marketing strategies, figure out what you're going to do over the course of the next three months, whether that's podcast outreach, more content, Facebook ads, whatever it might be, make a bit of a plan and then figure out how you're going to get there. I also like to use this time to tick off anything in my schedule that I haven't had a chance to do in the past two to three years. (laughs) So I do things like updating my portfolios, updating the copy on my website, smashing out heaps of content, whether that's blog content or social media content and creating a bit of a content library. And those things all help. So when you do become busy again, then you don't have to worry about them. They're all up to date. They're all fresh. And you've got this content library you can just dip into when you need. It also means that you've got new fancy documents to send people. So when you do do that pitching or reaching out to some of your connections, you have portfolios and websites that feel aligned to you now that you're proud of and really reflect what you're all about. The last thing to make sure that you're doing when you are experiencing a quiet period is to make time for yourself. And I know that's really hard because if you're quiet, you feel like you should be working constantly. I struggle with that too, but it's really, really important to give yourself some downtime. If you're someone that's busy all the time and you don't really get a chance to socialize or have a rest, then use that time for yourself because you don't know when you're going to get it again. Number five, tricky clients or the wrong clients. So, Tricky clients can really bring you down, especially if you're not used to it. But I think the biggest thing here is figuring out why are they tricky? Is it on you or is it on them? If it's on you, then it's important to just own up to it and sort out the problem ASAP. So an example of that might be if you happen to have taken on too many clients, you've bitten off more than you can chew and you're not showing one of your clients or some of your clients the same attention that you normally do or the attention that they're paying for, then they're probably not going to be over the moon about that. So it's important to address it rather than just sweeping it under the rug. Sort out the problem ASAP so you can get back to having that good relationship that you're known for. On the other hand, if you feel like you've done everything to the best of your ability and you feel it's on them, then sometimes you just need to admit that people aren't a good fit all of the time. Like I said before, Shit happens occasionally. So if this happens to you, sometimes it's just best to address it and move on. Maybe you'll work with that person again, maybe you won't. The other side of the coin is wrong clients. And when I say wrong clients, I mean clients that probably aren't right for your business. It can be really tempting to work with whoever walks in the door because you're a business and you need money and it can be kind of seductive, but this doesn't usually end well. You might find that you struggle to even start the project because you are not inspired by it at all. You might struggle to complete it. It might be like a hard slog the entire way through. You might have a difference of opinions. You might not gel well creatively, or you might just not be a good fit in terms of your personalities. So I think here it's all about preparing for those clients. You really have to learn to say no to the people or the projects that don't feel aligned to you, and that will ultimately leave some space for those that are. Number six, creative blocks. It is so hard to be creative when you're wearing your pajamas and you're sitting on the couch under a blanket, (laughs) or if you're chained to a desk surrounded by four gray walls. It is also really hard to be creative if you're getting slammed and you have zero time to even complete a project or give it the attention that it deserves. And it's also really hard to be creative if you're feeling really tired or stressed. So in short, the creativity window is kind of small and you really have to work with it. Everybody has different times they're feeling creative Occasionally, I'll wake up with the full day of writing ahead of me and I sit down at my computer and nothing happens. And I try for another hour, I try for another hour and nothing happens. So sometimes you just can't force it. You have to move on to some something else and come back to it when you're feeling a little bit more creative. Another thing you can do is change your environment. So if you're used to working at home from the kitchen table, go and sit in a cafe for a couple of hours, treat yourself to a coffee. Just having the people around you, the noise, the atmosphere is going to help you be a little bit more creative and you'll at least feel like you've had a change of scenery and gotten out of the house, which is perfect for our mental state as well. Another thing we sometimes need is a break. So if you've been sitting at your desk for seven hours, of course, you're probably not going to be feeling super creative. So if that's the case, get up out of your chair and go for a walk around the block. By taking yourself out of the situation and just letting yourself think, often you'll find halfway through the walk that you've solved the problem in your head or you've come up with an idea in your head. Lastly, another trick for me is actually sitting down and figuring out what I'm trying to do or what I'm trying to say. Often when I'm Struggling with a creative block, it's because I've attempted to just sit down at the computer and write whatever I want without actually doing the planning phase. You cannot skip the planning phase no matter what you're working on. If you're kind of struggling with a writer's block situation, leave your computer, grab a piece of paper and a pen, not a laptop, and jot down what you're trying to say and what you're trying to achieve. I find once I have this structure, it's a million times easier to get over that creative block. And lastly, number seven, when you feel like you're not going anywhere, I hate this one. It can be a real kick in the guts. And I guess it kind of comes back to the comparison trap. So you've really got to think about why do you feel like you're not going anywhere? If it is because you're looking at what other people are doing, then please rewind and follow the tips in number one, (laughs) If your business or career is kind of plateauing, then I think the solution there is to make a plan and again, switch into that fight mode to make it happen. If you're more so struggling internally, then it's all to do with your mindset. And to be honest, all of those situations can be solved by changing your mindset So some of my tips here are incorporate some affirmations. They don't have to be super inspiring, cheesy quotes. You can find lots of affirmations on Google that are relevant to the topic that you're struggling with and incorporate them into your morning routine. If you walk to work, pick a couple that you say every single morning. Eventually, you'll notice a shift in your mindset. One of my favorite things to do is pep talks. I'm not kidding when I say that when I go for my daily walk or I'm walking to work, I give myself like a serious 15 minute pep talk every day. (laughs) So I tell myself where I was in the beginning, where I am now, I kind of prove to myself that I have come a long way, even if it doesn't feel like I have. And then I find that when I get to work or I'm back at my desk, I feel a million times better. So highly recommend a pep talk if you're ever struggling with that situation. Some other things you can do are keep a gratitude journal to just remind yourself what you do have. I find that if we feel like we're not going anywhere, we're focusing too much on what we don't have or that we're not where we want to be yet. But if we do a gratitude journal or even jot down a couple of things we're grateful for every day, it reminds us how far we've come and how much we actually have. If you're more of a practical person, then some things you can do are write down everything you have going on in your life, get it all out of your head and get it down onto paper. Once you see that, you'll realize that you actually have a lot going on in your life, more than you probably thought. You can also write down on paper Kind of like your backstory. Where were you when you started and where are you now? Once you see that story written down in front of you, you realize that you actually have come a long way. Lastly, again, for the practical people in the room, make a plan. So go back to the tips that I read out in number four and make a plan. Start pitching to people, write down your dream clients, start producing some content. Often these are the practical things we can do to kind of jolt us out of that black hole and make us realize that we actually are on the right path, we might just need a little nudge. And they are my seven mindset triggers that come up for me occasionally. That was so therapeutic. (laughs) I'm feeling better already, not just because it's March. Let's go through them one more time. So the comparison trap. If you're struggling with this, try to take a major social media break or at least do a cull or limit your intake of content. Number two, cash problems. Firstly, don't avoid it try to educate yourself, lock in a session with an expert if you can, or at least DIY some strategies and make a note to plan out your cash flow regularly. Number three, motivation slump. First thing you have to do here is figure out the cause. If it is work related, then make a plan, pitch to new clients, create resources, do whatever you enjoy doing most. If it's more of a personal thing, try to get out of the house and create more structure in your day or week. Number four, quiet periods. If you're going through a quiet patch, use the time wisely. Start pitching, working on your marketing strategies, your portfolios, your website, your content, anything that you kind of put off or never have time to do. Number five, tricky clients or the wrong clients. So if you're dealing with a tricky client, try to figure out if it's you or them. If it's you, address the problem. If it's them, still address the problem, but Also admit that sometimes people just aren't a good fit and move on. Moving forward, only say yes to the people and the projects that you feel aligned with and that will ultimately leave some space for those that you love to work with. Number six, creative blocks. Learn to work with your creative blocks and don't force it. You can also change up your environment, go to a cafe or go for a long walk. And another really key thing is to plan out your content ahead of starting to work on it. And number seven, you feel like you're not going anywhere. So if that is you, try to incorporate some affirmations into your morning routine or start recording things that you're grateful for every day. Or my personal favorite, give yourself a giant pep talk every single morning. If you're more of a practical person or a visual person and you like to see everything down in front of you, consider writing out your, essentially your business story or your life story to prove to yourself how far you've come. Or you can make a really strategic plan using the tips in number four. And guys, if all else fails, give yourself the day off, buy a big tub of ice cream and just watch the worst rom-com you can possibly find. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Bossy Type. If you haven't already, tap the subscribe button for new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And if you got something out of this episode, I'd love it if you could rate, review, share on Instagram, text your friends, tell the whole world, all the things. In the meantime, come hang out with me on Instagram at bossy.copywriting or at Elise Elise, spelt A-L-Y-C-E. Bye.